Yo, what's up? This is Daily Shmay number 273. So, um, a few episodes ago, I said something like, know what your ego sounds like. And so, I thought I would like do a little throwback to logical and structured thinking and give you three points on that, you know, suggestion or whatever. So, one, the first point is, what does that mean? What does it mean to know what your ego sounds like? So, um, to me, when I heard this, like my immediate, like direct association is the, we're in this relative world, right? And I always just get so like romantic about the fact that the difference between two completely different elements, like on a molecular level, the difference between the element at which all behave so differently, just as elements, just as pure you know, identifiable substance, you know, I'm doing some finger air quotes right now. Um, but the, the fact that the major difference between different things on the periodic table is the placement or proximity or like relative air spacing and relative number of electrons in the electron cloud. What? Might I go, what? Like, the the foundation of life, water, exists. You can, you, can, you can think about, like, stuff as existing, but really when it comes down to it, if certain elements didn't behave a certain way as, as molecules and as, as atomic structures, we wouldn't have something like water. Water is not one element. It's two. It's, t- it's, it's two elements and three particles coming together. Three atoms? Is it three atoms in total? And two atoms of... He- hydrogen almost said helium and what because oxygen is a has eight valence electrons is what i'm man i'm guessing wow i haven't studied this in a long time oh that's so embarrassing so embarrassing i have to like look up look up basic organic chem when i'm done just kidding i'm going to fuck to bed but anyways um so <laughs> we're still on point one uh what does that mean to know what your ego sounds like basically the only way you know anything like the only all you're doing here on earth is like knowing stuff you're not learning i mean in my opinion you're not learning like some lesson you're not getting made into like a better person like not for real for like you're here to label shit and then like by observing and engaging with other stuff and then but also by being yourself so like you're an element on the periodic table of like this reality so it's like you can, you know what I mean, do some shit like hydrogen and like kick it with like every fucking element in the world and like make all these types of things and be like be like everywhere, like just be real flexible and like real into it. Or you can just like mind your business, it's fine. Wait, this was not where I wanted to take this. <laughs> That's the thing about like outlining something is you can you outline to help yourself get everywhere you need to go. But you just like it's it's hard to stop. At least for me, it's hard to stop myself from going somewhere else in addition. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I was just watching um, Spirited Away. I didn't finish because I have like a bunch of stuff to do. <laughs> Excuse me. Like yawn into my podcast microphone. Um, <laughs> it's one, two, three, four. Make a wish. Um, we're still on point one. The beauty of relation and relativity in relationships. So, um, let's get out of the science, because obviously I'm not, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not seasoned enough in the field. I haven't studied. And so I'm not qualified to speak using these examples, in my opinion. Um, I'll be back. But let's leave that one and let's go to something more accessible, allegedly, in theory, probably, in a statistic sense. Um, family dynamics and um, know what your ego sounds like if we apply it to like family dynamics. It's like certain families can make certain jokes with each other because they know who's talking like you know what I mean like they everyone has their own kind of way of speaking um and and whatnot like at um Thanksgiving it's just like roast everybody's just getting roasted like just baked just like often and it's not always as funny as like I'm I've just said like some of us are funnier than others perhaps um and like some is it always like maybe um consensual and productive roasting mm, no but the point is um if you did a transcript of thanksgiving and you like blotted out the names and stuff like that um i would know who's talking 80 percent of the time i will say that my mom and i joke in a similar tone and my aunt also too so like i always get told on the phone and stuff i sound like them um but anyways, the point was supposed to be, you know what you can say to certain people by how they talk and by what, you know, by knowing who they are. And then you also know, like people know you by what you say and, and um, stuff like that. So like your identity, like you, you benefit from labeling people and knowing identities and stuff like that. So the same thing would go within your own ecosystem or your own family unit of yourself and like the different layers of your like ego and, and sense of reality. So it's nice to know your castmates. It's nice not to only know your own lines in a play, but to, you know, know how soon your next line is coming up by remembering the three lines given before you, if not the whole fucking play. Um, so, yeah, I just and I take that approach generally. I like to like, you know, that's why I'm so like nerdy about some stuff because I'm like, damn, I want to know more than just the bare minimum on this because I want to still be this interested at any level or anyways okay lord help me let's let's move on to part number two we're, we're almost we're a third of the way there all right so first one was what does that mean what does know what your ego sound like mean i kind of explained i kind of explained to to really wrap that up nice and clean i would say um be able to recognize and label your thoughts and your um perspectives your repeated thoughts and perspectives. So um, it's kind of like the concept of like, mm, don't take advice from someone you wouldn't switch places with. You kind of have to know a little bit about the person. Um, Cause usually when people give advice, they speak like they should be listened to. They're like, let me tell you something. <laughs> and you're like, who are you to say that? Um, <laughs> this is not something I wrote down. That little example was not in here. Um, but yeah, so that's number one. What does it mean to know what your ego sounds like? Be able to call it out. Be able to be like, this is not actually how I feel. This is um, very classic ego. Like this is like on Drake and Josh and stuff. It's like, that's a Megan ass comment. You know what I mean? Like that's a character. You know what I mean? That's a recurring guest. The ha 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 ha. Like they always crack those jokes type shit. Um so number two, how to know, how to know what your ego sounds like, how to go about the process. If you don't know if this kind of 
concept is not something you practice um this is my this is my how to so i think the basic thing of this if you don't naturally love like vocabulary expansion and and and, and trivia and things like that like it's it's time to get into the habit of naming things um and not just um not just your like perspectives and mental flows like start describing your day in in specific start calling things like a blouse that looks like this like really just go out of your way to recognize and fully perceive and be present with the things going on um on the external if you need that practice and then if you don't enjoy that then just you know we're talking about the internal we're talking about when you have this thought or you're going down the path or you're in a mood and you hear these ew i hate that little smacking sound Mm-mm. see i had to <laughs> i had to i had to pause and acknowledge that so that i don't make it a habit um, and that's exactly what the point of knowing what your ego sounds like is, is that um, there are certain responses that you've kind of been taught and that you've developed that are not actually ones you would have if you weren't exposed to certain stimuli, if you weren't um, indoctrinated with certain expectations and if society wasn't so like fucking weird. So um, how to go about, you know, the habit or the practice of naming things, journaling, daily logs, like not just I I love affirmation I love prayer I love these things but like something something even more like I love spiritual practices go crazy go stupid but then also there's a habit to or there's a benefit to objective non-goal centered purely documentation style logging and journaling and things like that and just kind of keeping record keeping your own record is really important um, because the systems and tools and external tech that we're using and we're considering that our logs is not owned by you, owes you nothing, and has proven to be solely built in order to skew your perspective. So don't don't rely on internet and algorithms and, um, you know, these other modes for your full record of your life. Recorded in a bunch of different ways. Dance what <laughs> i was pointing at a painting when i said that paint <laughs> you know create or whatever and to me the the value of like logging and journaling in a private and and kind of you know pen and paper really objective state is just kind of the the physical practice it, it sets your brain up you know to do a physical activity and have a routine sets your brain up well um but also like you 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 have a physical activity going along with the mental analysis and you can kind of start to remove yourself from the personalness of it all. Um, it's similar to, I, I was in, I've been in group therapy for a long time and specifically the group therapy that I started, I remember like walking in the first day and being like, bitch, what the fuck? What the fuck? You think I'm going to talk to these people? And I just also was just like, for what? For what? Like what? What y'all y'all you're telling me? We sit in this room every week, and this shit happens the way it just happened tonight. And you're telling me something happened? Like you know what I mean? It was just I I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine the value. Um, but I can you know for sure say that that speaking things out loud, recording things, um, even if you don't, you know review them regularly, or even if you don't have a safe other people like a group to bring it to 
all of that disempowers it. When you really live like stuck to your thoughts and you don't have any other external touch points, you don't have anywhere else to put the thoughts where they're not in a power position. Like when you stay in your head, when you live in your head like that, your your thoughts are beating your ass. Um and you don't like it's like you don't know necessarily that you don't have to sit there and get your ass beat. You can tap in with other realities. You can it's so much like um if you when people grow up in families where they have like a very submissive role or whatever or when people grow up like I spent a lot of time with my family when I like hear about all the social things people did as children I didn't do as much I feel like I just um I knew that part of it was because I was like in high school and so I was like bad you know I was a little badass kid not even badass I, I wish it was that it was just bad um and I got in trouble a lot and also my parents have like growing up in my head they were just like insanely busy um not like in some way where I understood what was going on but I was just like they don't have time to be taking me to and fro like it was never something in my head where it was like there was actually downtime it was like me escaping some shit I was supposed to do and everyone else was too busy to notice or it was like we was all doing something so there was a lot of like family time and so when you don't have to think about your role because it's been designated by something as like concrete as like a family system you don't even like realize that the power that having other systems can give you like you really get indoctrinated with whatever your group that you're spending time with your environment these are all systems um these are all like points of relativity if you will so when you know what you're like the reason you want to have um multiple ways of logging how you spend your time how your day went how you felt what you thought um is because otherwise you are at the mercy of the things you spend the most time with like and you're always that way, but when when you don't change those things, like when you don't decide, like ah yes, these are all conducive to who I want to be or how I want to f- experience stuff. You just start getting real rigid in your thoughts. And do you know what? Do you know what one of the most rigid, um, from I think a a, a a detectable biological standpoint as well as like cognitive behavior. So you don't know what the most rigid mindset space is. Depression, depression and addiction are like some of the most limited and rigid and and also so uh god i have to i don't remember which book this is so i need to definitely be able to cite this because this is this is somebody else's work right now that i'm about to talk about um fuck i really can't remember but i'm gonna bring it up anyways so there was like a talk about um in certain types of therapies or whatever like being able to um in a research sense like statistically find a correlation between limited vocabulary and how people describe the activities of their lives and like frequency of of um I don't know if it was suicidal ideations or whether it was like a whole slew of behaviors or whether if it was attempts or something I can't remember the exact nature of the research um nor the book that I'm thinking of but um I'll find it um if someone reminds me I will I don't know what I'm going to do. Anyways. There's a book. I didn't know that I read a book. or list. I think it was an audiobook too. So it's like, that's why I don't have a name in my head. Is because I didn't read the name with my eyes. Um. Anyways. We're still on two, but let's wrap it up. Let's get to three before I fall clean asleep. Um, let's see. Also, that's why I recommend therapy to a lot of people. Um. Because I, I get it. You know, I've seen it firsthand. A lot of people do not enjoy studying 
um, or like researching or logging things. Like that's not what they like to do. I love that shit. Um, so I'm always like, what do you mean? Just do it. Um, but you know, it's great having a paid professional do something that would benefit you, but you're not going to do yourself. Like what? Objectively listening to your feelings and thoughts and emotions and keeping records from a professional standpoint. Whoa, it sounds like you're talking about therapy. Correct. Why does it have a dialogue with myself? Because I've been in therapy long enough to like play the role of myself in therapy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyways, dog, like it's kind of, I think the internet does a good job of like talking about labeling things. But I think um, the reason I brought up, like, the, the depression and uh, addiction, like, rigidity, rigidity rigidity of thought processes and, like, strictness of kind of the stories we tell ourselves is because, like, the internet is also very restricted. Um, or at least, like, internet content consumed and distributed by a strict algorithm that you yourself don't fully understand. Like if you if you don't have a, a specific relationship to your algorithm, if you don't have a goal for what you want your algorithm algorithm to to bring you, the internet's a very dangerous place. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we want to make sure that you know you have some records that are not dictated by the algorithm or dictated by what a bunch of other people who seem to fit into a similar buyer demographic. Um, how they think of it, how they label stuff. Like, don't don't just stop with, oh, I'm feeling like this blanket term or trendy thing or mental illness label. Like, don't, you know, go further. And if you can't go further, like, try to get into spaces where you can see what it's like to go further with those descriptions. Like, don't settle for the vocabulary that your algorithm brings you. Have your own glossary. Have your own, like, you ever seen, like, a map? You know what I mean? They have, like, that key. Or they'll have, like, a legend or something to tell you more information about this custom document right here and you need to have one like you can't keep letting quizzes and filters and like the trends of the internet or the trends of the algorithm be the sole dictator of how you describe yourself or the record you leave so anyway so how is make records of your life you know have little capsules have little moments of using your own words and, and expanding in detail your current views perception of your life and um in the in the terms of the thing that we're talking about knowing what your ego sounds like you know don't just write down the affirmations you should also at least acknowledge or like you know document somewhere the fear or the doubt or the negative self-talk like if if it's something that is like out of your control, write it down, start labeling it, start calling it something, give it a nickname. Um, you're just going to want to call it out and that's going to help you depersonalize. Um, and then the last thing I'll say on point two is like, it's important to also, while you're doing these other processes, notice whether the, the negative thought or the thing or the ego or whatever, excuse me, know if that's yours. Because, like, you don't, you probably don't even have time to, like, be, or, like, you had time to work on yourself and, like, un, and heal things and change stuff. But it's, like, one thing that I'll slow you down for absolutely no reason is, like, carrying on something that somebody taught you when you were little and, like, actually is not something you chose. So, um, you'll know, how, like, what your ego is and you'll be able to name, like, what it sounds like. Like, you'll get better and better at it. 
but don't don't forget to also look at and scrutinize and you know take time as it comes as as the urge comes to really dive in of like where did this motherfucker come from and like do i believe that or is that something i hear somewhere else like is that reflected in someone close to me somebody that had a big impact on me those sorts of things uh and then so we did one and two we did what does it mean and how can you know Jesus. Um, number three is benefits. Benefits of that. Um, I think when you have a habit of objectively naming stuff um, and knowing all the characters in your cast, you can accept new and old way more freely, way more comfortably. Um, which means you can grow and like pivot and change um, quickly without like it being like a huge like birth and re- 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 wait what death and rebirth process um just makes you more flexible i would also say that like knowing and learning is one of the best ways to kind of stay humble um being fascinated with the world and like fascinated with things you don't know and learning a little bit from people who know a lot like those sorts of behaviors of studying should should remind you often enough that you don't know shit and that you can look at things with curiosity rather than like Oh, I'm just gonna, I must know everything. Like, I've been alive this long. You know what I mean? Like, we just get really stuck in our own narratives. And, again, that's why it's good to label, like, is this just, like, a habit of my brain? Truly, in this moment, does this does this feel like this represents how I feel? Do I want to feel this anymore? Do I want to think this? Do I want to keep this habit up? Um, So, and then... The other, I guess the other benefit, right, of, like, knowing what your ego sounds like is once you know when something is happening to you, you can start look at how you're looking at how you're react, reacting to it. So it's, like, it's not just about, like, oh, my ego is talking. It's what did you do after that? Did you, like, bend over? Or did you think say, like, thanks and then, like, move on and do what you wanted to do? That's really the goal is like not, you know, your ego has been built up over time. It'll take time to change. It'll take time to evolve. But like, are you, are you its bitch or not? So it's like, once you know the trigger or the thing you're looking for, you can make more conscious choices in how you react to it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I would just say, yeah, the main Overall, that last point especially just kind of points to, like, your ego is only, like, this terrible bad guy thing if you refuse to take any responsibility for, like, your reaction to it or knowing it or getting to know it. Um, So it's like, I'm saying know what your ego sounds like, not eradicate your ego completely or not, like, refuse to hear it ever again. Like, no, I mean, (laughs) if you want but I, I chose the word know what your ego sounds like so that you could decide after you knew how to label it or, like, you could recognize it, you can decide what you want your relationship to it to be. Because if you don't know the difference between your ego and your true thoughts and your true feelings, you're going to be really fucking disoriented. Like, in order for you to have a good relationship to your ego, you need to know that you're not your ego. You need to be able to hear it as if it's external because it is. Who you are is not that. You're the one hearing that, right? So um, naming and labeling things specifically like ego thoughts and thoughts that are kind of 
automatic or coming from some version of who you think you are um you you get that power and perspective to be like okay well I don't want to give all my power away to this thing or oh, I would like to work together with this thing like that this thing is here that's one thing that like naming does is it's like there's a respect in acknowledging something has arrived something is in your midst or at least that you're making something up there's you can really decide once you accept what's going on you can decide who you want to be afterwards that's why like 12-step programs start with um admitting you know what I mean acceptance like things have to start there um if you really want to change how they are if you don't want to then like keep keep doing what you're doing but when you want to change when you want to feel not like you're somebody else's bitch or your own mind's bitch you need to accept that you've been accepting that role until now (laughs) or like that's what you've been acting like until now and then you can decide from there it's all about choosing um so it's like I I stand by that statement of like know what your ego sounds like because then you can choose um if you agree instead of just hearing it and having to you know there's no buffer between you and it you just start to accept it and stuff like that like I don't I don't want that for you because I don't like it for me and uh, who am I but somebody with a really big ego who's giving their opinion on the internet so Take that as you as you may, as you will, as you want. And uh, I'm going to go to bed because we got church in the morning. Okay, bye.